The sun turned the clouds a slivery pink above us. I could see his expression now. It was angry, frustrated, betrayed. Could you, well, try not to be a werewolf? I suggested in a whisper. He threw his hands up in the air. Like I have a choice about it. He shouted. And how would that help anything if you're worried about people disappearing? I don't understand you. He glared at me, his eyes narrowing and his mouth twisting into a snarl. You know what makes me so mad? I could just spit. I flinched away from his hostile expression. He seemed to be waiting for an answer, so I shook my head. You're such a hypocrite, Bella. There you sit terrified of me. How is that fair? His hands shook with anger. Hypocrite? How does me being afraid of a monster make me a hypocrite? He groaned, pressing his trembling fists to his temples and squeezing his eyes shut. Would you just listen to yourself? What? He took two steps toward me, leaning over me and glaring with fury. Well, I'm so sorry that I can't be the right kind of monster for you, Bella. I guess I'm just not as great as a bloodsucker. I jumped to my feet and glared back. No, you're not, I shouted. It's not what you are, stupid. It's what you do. Throw away the trash and let's get back to work. <laughs> Sorry, I had to just um clean up all my trash and then sit my cute little booty down to start recording this podcast. It's Edward is a vampire. My name's Chris. Oh. We're gonna start over. No, that was really fun. That was a good intro. Remember we said we're not gonna read. You're the one who did this. You did the you did the hand you can't. Did talk. I do a hand thing? No. I saw it. No, this is this is we're giving this in. This is the one, boys. All right, welcome boys. to the podcast. I'm Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Guys, we've been watching a lot of Seinfeld in our house. It's truly been on um as close to 24-7 as 12 hours a day can be. Yeah. And um if we're not watching new Seinfeld, we're watching Real Housewives or House Hunters. We've really regressed. Yeah. It's, it's now that I'm saying it out loud. 2002 and it's dark. <laughs> it's bad for us and our health. I feel like it's giving me zits, this television. My skin is so bad because I've never been outside. This skin has literally never seen the sun. I think they... How I, often does the skin totally replace on your body? I think every three minutes. Um... Then it's definitely never seen the sun. It hasn't <laughs> even it, seen air conditioning. Is it famously that um, we're supposed to never go into the sun because the UV damages our skin? I thought that your skin needed, you needed the, you know, vitamin B. Well, it doesn't come from the sun. What comes D? Your body produces D. No, what's the thing that you get from the sun? You don't get anything from the sun. It's D. It's D, but the sun doesn't have vitamin D rays that go into your yeah, body. Yeah, but doesn't the UV rays go in your body and it helps you yeah, create yeah, vitamin yeah, yeah, yeah. D? Yeah. Yeah, so fuck you, Chris. I'm Maggie, and I do science stuff. Oh, this is our most, our most confused entrance into this podcast yet. But you know what? Now that we're okay, and then are we are we on the cusp of America three? We're hopefully. We used to count time in post 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 gagas. 
now we're in something else altogether. Yeah, because she's returned back to some sort of... She's regressing backwards in the same way that (laughs) other parts of our culture and nation are. No comment. No no comment. Um, But we're excited to be back. We are excited to be back. What's that from? Back. Sheep? I think sheep. Oh no, it's I was thinking something bad <laughs> is happening in Oz. Something bad. So that's hey, a yo, song on in oh, from Wicked. Oh, it's right about sheep, but I don't know. Well, I think it's like more of a goat, man. Oh, Goatman. If <laughs> my brother tells a story famously, this is like his thing. Goat man. He's not goat man. <laughs> He tells a story about well, this like a ghost a, well, story, but it's a I ghost mean, we do we do have story. a podcast where we recap someone else's story, Stephanie Meyer's story, but I'm not sure we have the time to go over your brother's story. <laughs> um, I'm going to read a review. Great from Cal Harden. Hi, Cal. I'm not doxing. That's the screen name that he chose. Okay, or she. Absolutely sparkling. Oh no! Five stars. This podcast is definitely a quarantine highlight. I don't recommend oh. listening to it on your daily government issued walk, though, because you'll lo- look like a weirdo when you're laughing out loud so much. Colon. Close parentheses. Maggie and Chris have great chemistry. Plus sign. A good balance between interesting analysis of the text. Yeah. Woo! And pure comedy at Steph's expense. Oh, poor Stephanie. <laughs> Not that poor. She's she's ri- famous. Rich, probably Steph. very rich. How many millions of dollars do you think Stephanie Meyer has? Uh, 30? 30. 30. 35. Thank you, Cal. Thanks, that Cal. Thank that you. is very nice. Um, I don't love that you told people not to listen on their government-issued walks, because that's like a key demo that we really need to up. That's the only commute that exists anymore for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, thank you, but also don't tell people to not listen. Yeah. So- <laughs> rewrite, your, <laughs> rewrite your review, Cal. <laughs> I am coming for those of us including myself, who aren't listening to their podcast because it's quarantine. Yeah, it's really thrown off my personal podcast. You better listen when you cook. Yes, that's when I've been doing it. Because if you save up a bulk and then listen at the end, I don't think we'll be as funny in two months, frankly. Or or it'll be like an audiobook. But I don't think it'll be funny. At that point, it's purely information. Yeah, what I'm saying is that this podcast exists purely in the zeitgeist of the moment, and if you miss it, you've missed it. Yeah, if you listen to it in a year, it's just a primary source document. <laughs> this is one of the one of the first cultural artifacts of America too. Let's submit this to museums. You know how museums are collecting quarantine stories? This, this is our yeah, quarantine story. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cultural artifacts. We read some chapters of Twilight New Moon. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm just here for the bread and the wine. <laughs> Is That's that a, a church? communion joke? <laughs> uh, remember early on in this book where Carlisle talked about um, his belief in God? Oh, yeah. That was, was that this, this book. book? it's funny because it seemed like so much happened in the first 20 pages let me tell you we're past the halfway point and not a lot's happening but we're still gonna recap it for you yeah the i I, take a breath breathe in (sighs) no that's only out now in (laughs) oh no (laughs) it didn't help it didn't help nothing happened in these chapters but we'll find a way to talk 
for an hour about it. We'll figure it out. Honestly, we're we're amazingly gifted at finding spinning nothing into. Yeah, we're the Rumpelstiltskins really... of uh, YA vampire lit. Try to guess my real name. <laughs> Is our nice? Not pop- every day you hear good Rumpelstiltskin rev, but I wish it was. Is there a nice podcast watching that that ABC Once show? Once Upon a Time. I was about to mention <laughs> that same show. Because isn't the main character Rumpelstiltskin or like no. the main villain? No, but I think he's Rumpelstiltskin and maybe another character. Or he's... I, I Look, honestly, all that I've seen of it is a supercut. And it's in- extremely confusing because at some point there are two timelines where all the same characters exist as real characters in real life. And as fairy tale characters in fairy tale world, but we're watching both worlds, but also somehow they're they're like living different lives. But it's the same actors. I'm not kidding. That is the plot of the show. And so why like not lost. just keep it into fa- in fairy tale world? Look, these are no, because it's not two different timelines. It's like dimensions, except that maybe they can travel between the two, but they have no memory when they get to the other side. I think that might be it. I. Okay, we got Okay, we're going to watch about um 3 seasons worth of this show and we'll get back to you right after this break. Okay. Oh, it's on HBO now. Okay. That's the buzzer on March Madness. March Madness may be over, but April Madness is just getting started. Meh, 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 meh. We've got madness all year round at Dickie's B-Ball House. If your dad's trying to have friends over and March is over, say, Oh, is Dickie's on the call? Dickie's B-Ball House, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, madness year round. Meh. Chris, you know, um, when you are like, you're like hearing your friend's thoughts, but only when you're both wolves, that's wolf stuff. Yeah, that uh, that's classic, uh, you know, stuff I do. Yeah. You know, when you're like, when one of your friends tells you something you're not allowed to do and then you physically and then you physically are unable to do that thing. Wolf stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's wolf stuff. Uh, yeah, you are you know, doing sex ed to me? <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you what's wolf stuff. Okay. Like, you know, when you're really big, wolf stuff. You know, <laughs> when you have to cut your hair, Ed's wolf stuff. You know, when you're like really moody all of a sudden, so your whole body shakes and then you turn into a wolf? Wolf, wolf stuff. stuff. Yeah, okay, that's wolf okay. stuff. So I, I want to spend some time thinking of other stuff that's probably wolf stuff. Like fleas. Oh, that's all stuff. <laughs> Just fleas. Uh, knowing your way around trees, like um, which tree is which. Wolf stuff. Uh, um, going supersonic speeds. Wolf stuff. Yeah, I have being able to about run that. halfway to Canada and back. Wolf <laughs> stuff. Um, I assume that being able to fix cars is a wolf stuff. Um, do wolves? Um. Is, so when they get really emotional, they turn into wolves on accident or whatever. Only, only bad emotions like anger. When the, they're really happy, they don't turn into okay, wolves. Okay, because I was gonna say, is there a wet dream equivalent? No, apparently not. Because this is one to one 
puberty? No, because when Jacob was really happy, he doesn't. That's not wolf stuff. Happy. Okay. Wolf not stuff's wolf only stuff. being mad. Yeah. Your dad says that you're weird, so you turn into a wolf. That's <laughs> wolf stuff. Uh, all the supernatural creatures in this book are just purely motivated by anger, which is sad. Yeah. Sadness? That's probably wolf stuff. Maybe. Yeah. You're ever so sad that you're mad, then you become a wolf? Yeah. That's wolf stuff. Um, Freaking hot being 109 degrees at all times. Freaking wolf stuff. Being able to cut your arm oh, open and then be healed would not by be sundown. Able, allowed to go into you know, movie theaters in Texas when the lockdowns lifted. No. The test too positive. Hot heat. Hot, hot, hot. But also probably coronavirus can't live in your body. If coronavirus can't live in your body, wolf, wolf stuff. stuff. Um, if you're one of the one in four people who are carrying the virus but have no symptoms, <laughs> you might be a wolf. You might be a wolf. Uh, if you, you know, playing with trucks, that's probably wolf stuff. Playing with trucks. Yeah, like little Tonkas. That's wolf stuff. Rolling in the dirt. Wolf stuff. Freaking woodworking. Wolf stuff. Okay. Um, cooking muffins for, for your wolf friends. That's wolf girl stuff. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that's uh, a segment I like to call Wolf Stuff. Ho- hope it was informative. Stuff and wolf stuff. Just stuff and wolf stuff. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. We've invited um, local scholar. And uh, local ska band leader. Yes, our housekeeper, Janine. Give it up for Janine, everybody. Hey, guys. Uh, Janine is here to do what we cannot do, and that's diagnose Bella once and for all. Fine. These chapters really um, solidified a thought that we've had for a while, which is Bella is unwell. I mean, well, Janine can address my assessment of what it means to be unwell. Um, but it's, it's Arthur Weasley wearing a paper crown <laughs> in Harry Potter and the... Beep. Half-Blood Prince. The Half-Blood Prince. Order of the Phoenix. Um, but yeah, Bella clearly seems not able to like function in a way that a lot of other people can yeah, day to day. This chunk, uh, as we've established, uh, chunk, the definition of chunk that we've previously established. Which, you know, cast. stands for um, Charlie, Carbon, Carbon Heart, Heart, At. Uh, you, do you think chunk has an A in it? <laughs> No, it's at spelled U-T. Okay. Carbon chunk at... I got lost. <laughs> Look, we gotta... I'm not that good at anagrams. <laughs> Put this girl in front of one of those uh, world, word unscramblers in the newspaper. I can't do she, the scrambler. She simply cannot. Um. Anyway, uh, we noticed in this chunk that our friend is sick. And we want to know how... We're thinking maybe if we understand... What uh, Bella is dealing with, we are won't be so hard on her because otherwise you're getting ready to hear an episode where we call Bella an idiot for 15 minutes. Well, she can be unwell and an idiot. Great, let's check in on that. Well, there's a couple of um, th- there's a couple of theories that I have. Um, the first I would say most probably supported in that it currently exists in the DSM would be adjustment. Disorder. Oh, this girl cannot adjust. I got adjustment disorder in the morning when they slip on a crook on your neck, and you're like, ah, I can't get this adjusted the right way. It is kind of like that, but for months. 
Oh, no. I would yeah. also be. This girl for six months has been hearing her boyfriend talk to her through the wind. Um, Detail what. What this is. So adjustment disorder is a trauma and stressor related disorder. It basically means that a major life change has happened and you're having trouble um, adjusting to it. I suddenly got a flash that we're going to get a lot more reviews that say we do deep analysis. Oh, no. <laughs> that last thing we need. Happy to be a part of it. <laughs> I mean, that is her. She like in the timeline of the book, like six months ago, got broken up with and her friends left town. And she literally cannot stand to think about them without re- like bending over in pain yeah so it's funny that you bring up the six month marker because typically with adjustment disorder um you're supposed to see symptoms start to diminish at around six months since the event or it also says six months since um consequences of the major event have been felt um so i wanted to get your guys' thoughts on what kinds of consequences you feel like bella is still suffering from edward's leaving if you feel like there are still continual consequences that can restart this six month time here are some one vampires are now coming to get her and she has no vampires the big one yeah 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 yeah. the big one is the vampires are after after her yeah which is coming to the forefront now more Mm -hmm. than ever before and now she finally has this friend that acknowledge that like suggests that this world really does exist you know yeah for a while it was like gone it's almost yeah now it's like really fresh and real again so that's my first take is adjustment disorder my more um my more out there pick please get ready give it to us um it is a disorder that comes up in the conditions for further study section of the dsm which means that it has not been officially added yet but it's something that is being studied a little a little more more you're really playing it close to the DSM today. Thank yeah. you. Well, how else would you like me to do it? I don't know. Want me to get the ICD-10 out? <laughs> oh, oh now, sure. now you're really talking my kind of language. Keep going. You know, the ICD-10, the ignorance, comma, ignorance. Morons. Oh. Defecate. <laughs> 10. Yikes. And of course, 10 stands for uh, 10 energy neuroses. Mm-hmm. And the 10 in 10 stands for... (laughs) It's recursive forever. Excellent. Nerd. So it's it's the tick excellent nerd energy neuroses. And of course, neuroses in this context stands for never, I'm just going to fast forward this part and then we're going to cut. And here we are. (laughs) Ha ha ha! That was really funny, Maggie. Oh, she commented herself. No, that was up, my friend Jill. No, I'm gonna look. Th- okay, I'm gonna look whatever that was up in the DSM afterwards. But uh, let's get back to Bella here. Um, persistent complex bereavement disorder. Oh, okay, wow. that could be her. She does She's have a real PCB. Though Edward's not dead, I do think we can conceptualize this as a death. I think so. Oh, yeah, he's, he's never coming back. She's never going to see him again. Even though he literally cannot die, this is probably the closest she can get to him. Dying. Well, he can die only if he's being if he's ripped to shreds. Or whatever wolves do. I assume rip him. Yeah, in theory, <laughs> but they keep saying, we're built for this. Yummy. They keep like smacking their lips and stuff. Yeah, Full might, Red Riding Hood. Yeah, they just swallow them whole, I think. 
sorry, go ahead. Okay, PC, wait, wait. BB, if vampires BB. can only be killed by shredding them to pieces, could you put them in a vat of acid and burn them and dissolve them? Would they still be alive? Somehow? I don't know if they would dissolve. Oh. They're like, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. A thought. A thought for food. What's um, bereavement disorder? Well, persistent complex bereavement disorder. Um, there's a lot of different criteria here since it hasn't really been narrowed in yet. But basically it's someone who's thinking about the death a lot, who has preoccupations with thoughts of death in general, which I think we That's definitely her. saw it from uh-huh. Bella That's in her. this chunk. Um, there's what we call reactive distress to the death. So you can't accept the death. You have a lot of trouble like looking at the person with like positive feelings or joyfully a lot of like bitterness and anger coming out, emotional numbness. Oh, yeah. Big. Um, But you also have social and identity disruption, which I think is what we see in her like recklessness coming out. Um, Difficulty trusting other individuals, feeling Mm. alone and detached, feeling that life is meaningless and empty, not knowing what your role in life is without this person in your life anymore. Wow. Wow. Um, And it's going to cause impairment in social, occupational, and other important areas of functioning. She, um, hot take on Bella, she talks about calculus tests and stuff a lot, but I don't think she's functioning in any, any way. She has no plan for her life. I don't, I, um, have not been reading the books along with you guys. Oh, let me tell you, you shouldn't. <laughs> but from what I remember from the movie and the recap of your chapters is there's like several months where we're supposed to assume she only sits in a rocking chair looking out her window. Yeah. Oh yeah, full on like Civil War wife. <laughs> <laughs> she knows that her husband is dead. My 17-year-old boyfriend's still gonna come back from the war someday. Any day now, father. Oh, good. So that's my hot take. Now, that's it's the rocking chair. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can't tell this other than the sound of a baby dinosaur being born that Maggie made at the end here. I know in her mind she's continuing to do this because she's thinking. This is actually a really good rocking chair sound. <laughs> this is the best sound I've ever made. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I freaking about her. Roasted, I know her. But that in the DSM is just for dummies sounds makes. <laughs> it was a good rocking chair sound. No. It was honestly incredible. <laughs> I bet the people at home were like, oh, they went in and found an old rocking chair. Chris really put in that rocking chair sound. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <a> humiliated <laughs> in front of all my friends. Um, this is great to, but okay, so now that I hear, I don't know anything about <laughs> mental health diagnoses. What do we do now that you've written this down on her insurance card? We get her into therapy. Well, oh, I she assume... doesn't want to be psychoanalyzed. Should we tell should we tell Bella that there's other forms of therapy than psychoanalysis? Sure, that would be a great start. And I think that um, you know, something that Don't you think there's probably a spiritual leader on the reservation who's willing to talk to her about this who already knows about the wolves and the vampires? Oh my but god. Wouldn't he be yes. biased? I would have trouble if I was Bella going to someone who I knew had beef with my boyfriend yeah but her problem isn't the beef it's like 
not yeah. being able to mention it. Yeah, she like when she finally told Jake about it, she was like, "Oh, it's so I'm so glad to finally have someone who can mention about vampires and werewolves and he doesn't care." That's fair. Well, would would it be bad cuz she's like co-opting the few and far between resources um that, that are is, on the reservation? That is. Like maybe the spiritual leader shouldn't talk to this white girl who loves vampires more than them. Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, "I have a lot of work to do here." <laughs> I will say, um, as a, a counselor that tries to practice cultural competence, if that's why you didn't diagnose her as totally bonkers bananas uh-huh. because she believes in werewolves and vampires, Because right? those are a part of her realities. And uh, any good therapist, I would say, in this region that has knowledge of... This is the Portland, mm-hmm. Seattle Pacific area. Northwest. Yeah. Um, that has knowledge of these belief systems within the Quileute tribe um, would hopefully not pathologize her for these belief systems if they are in line with what is normative within this culture. Wow, we gotta get... Okay, we gotta get Bella to sit down with you. <laughs> you do have to Hi, learn I'm... and read up and, you know, do, do a little research, but uh, pretty good. So am I higher? I concur. Um. Yeah, I... Hey, her dad hopefully has Listen, some Listen, I want to ask you why you're working as a housekeeper in our house, though. Um, like, what disorder do you have that's keeping you from taking yeah. this knowledge to the streets? Yeah, I mean, yeah, to the streets, you know, doing street therapy. I find sweeping very calming. I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said, am I right? <laughs> Bitches love to sweep. Women do be sweeping sometimes. <laughs> Um, if I was in Hocus Pocus, I know I would be the vacuum one, but I want to be just the broom one. I will say that I also um, am like indebted to you a la the last season of Seinfeld. Oh, you're my are, butler. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Been <laughs> court mandated to be your butler. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, well, I got to draw. Make Please sure put that suit back on. And give me cheese on a silver plate. Yeah, and install a dumb waiter. Don't call me dumb. That's what? <laughs> Don't your wife call me last night. You were with Janine, my wife? Janine, get the fuck out of Janine, here. Janine, you've spiraled. Janine, go back to your... Hole. Hole. Yes. <laughs> your, your true voice comes out in the end, huh? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, we 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 gotta take a break. We're gonna cut this. We're gonna cut this five minutes back. Well, I am had the realization um, these chapters. Maybe the thing is, I have this realization every week because I uh oh, it feels new every time. Yeah, um, is that this book is so long and it's so full of fluff. There was about six pages of Bella taking one breath in. Before jumping off the cliff. And the thing about it is you read it all and then you reflect on it and you go, what did I learn here? And it's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint. Um, I've never cliff dived um, because my mom has such a true fear of bridge to Terabitha, Bitha, bridge to Terabithia happening to her kids that like, um, it, 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 it. Is that like a kid like falls off a tire swing or something? And it's dies? a rope swing across of a, across a creek. So it's like the same idea. Is cliff diving? And that you're going like over water? water and like you drown or like you hit your head. Right. But I do feel like 
um, this book overreacts about the cliff diving a little bit. It's like just an it's like quarry jumping in in Bloomington. That was a big common thing because of the movie. It's a thing people do, and it is like an unsafe activity. Like it's like it's not. And let's face it, her motivation corrupt. Her motivation's scary. Yeah, to see the ghost of her of her sort of dead boyfriend. Yeah. Um. But let's backtrack and boop, let's boop, talk boop. uh wolf stuff. Wolf stuff, baby. Yeah, we learned so much about our wolves. Yeah. Still no concrete lore. Still All cops are bastards, but I am a lore cop. Hot take. <laughs> I'm the lore police, and I'm here to say the lore with the werewolves makes no sense. I think it's there, but um, I'm I'm not that offended by it. He said something about them. They're only here because the vampires are here, which proves my point from the last episode that it's some sort of reactionary thing it makes no fucking sense but then he says later like some, then it's genetic then he says some people it's like oh uh it's like no, it takes people different time for them to do the transformation a la puberty um so yeah i think i read that as like we're here because something our great-grandfathers did they did some sort of shape-shifting magic and now it's in our blood no i think it is reactionary huh maggie loves lore so much um but i just read it. i'm like yeah, it's fine i'm not trying to get anything out of this which is how i feel like when i watch a tv show but i feel like if we're gonna write things down in a book the lore better be rock solid oh yeah i'd rather it be like thought out for sure regardless uh we learn uh that there's like rules alpha yeah wolf stuff they can read each other's minds as sort of like a hive mindy thing, but yeah. only when they're wolves. Only when they're wolves. Okay. But, but but there's that scene where Bella, where Jacob brings Bella and they're all standing in a circle and they're like, Paul, stop freaking out. Don't say that. But he wasn't saying anything. It was in his mind. No, he was, just, they were just, he, they knew he was twitching, ready to phase. Oh, so I they see. were like, you just need to calm down, my dude. Their bodies like literally like their muscles ripple when they're going to become like it's nasty, weird. bubbly. Like Yeah, Bella saw from a distance Jacob's spine ripple before he turned into a werewolf and it's like nasty. Also, she describes it as one second they're hunched over, the next second they're puffy with fur and then they're a werewolf. It must be sh- disgusting to see. And there's tearing. There's a tearing sound when they turn. It's like... Ugh, yeah. I think that the... Like, abuse allegory is hard to ignore with the werewolves, even harder than with the vampires, where it's like, um, Jacob is supposed to be like the nice guy and everyone loves him. But when he gets angry, he's totally different and he could hurt her. Yeah, it's um, it, it the re- language is like even more damning. It reflects the thing that um, she does with Edward. She is in Stephanie. Um, it's just the same dynamic that she's re- replicating again with Jacob of, oh, he's a really nice guy. Then one day he gets kind of weird and distancing and makes you kind of want to get near. He, she loves a boy that negs mm. and then he disappears and comes back. And then when he comes back, he says, oh, yeah, I'm being weird, but you have to excuse all my behavior because sometimes I get really mad. I'm going to hurt you. So if I do hurt you, you I, t- I warned you. So it's going to be your fault. Yeah, it's like um, Which is nasty. It's just not set for you. If I get too upset, you might get hurt. And we have the concrete proof of that with Sam and Emily, where he like really loves her, but he ripped her face up. Yeah. 
So uh, characters real fast. Um, are We have Embry, who's Jacob's old friend, who's a wolf. Quill, who is also Jacob's old friend, who's not yet a wolf, but they think it's going to come any, any day. day. Um, there's freaking Paul. Paul, who's, who's the mad one. The mad one. There's Jared, who's the betting one. Oh, yeah, the one who likes to place bets also. He runs a jewelry store. Yeah, Jared. He, he went to Jared. You got it, Jared. Uh, there's Sam, who's the alpha. Right. And now we think he's nice again. And Emily, who's uh, deemed dubbed Wolf Girl. It's Sam's fiance. Who's Sam's fiance, who has a scar on her face. Yeah. But it cooks really well, apparently. That's what, all we know about her. All we know is that she feeds her hungry boys. <laughs> She's fallen to Stina's feats roll SNL she sketch. Is, and Kristen is there. <laughs> Recreating this moment. She's constantly just like annoyed that all these boys, all they want to do is eat, eat. How is she ever going to keep up? Yeah. Um, I get why the fans love the wolves. Because they're like friends. Whereas yeah, there's the, like a there's like a sense of community and it's infectious. There's like a Yeah, because the vampires were like a family, but they were all like broody. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I liked them. We talked and about it. They're like, like boys joking around. Yeah, they're it's, shoving each other. The werewolves are very much like um Stephanie Meyer's imagination of what boys do with a hangout. Yeah, it's like boys that just want to play Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, they just have a little club. Um, but I like that for them. Yeah. Here's what I don't like for anyone. Bella is so rude. Bella's the rudest, meanest person she's ever been in these chapters. And let me tell you, I've been a Bella apologist from like day zero. Yeah. And now I don't know it's anymore. Hard. It's hard to be friends with her now because she is just so self-involved and she puts herself at the center of so much it's so mean she finally asks herself the questions like oh shit do i would i like these boys even if they were straight up murderers yep guess so yeah she was like well yeah yeah." she's like the fact is jacob's my friend and he could be a murderer and then later she's like i guess edward wasn't a murderer but if he was would that change anything probably not she has no moral compass so she's fully friends with murderers. That's yeah. baseline. Step one, bad. bad. <laughs> uh, then she's keeps being repeatedly rude to Billy in a way that like teens just aren't to I adults. Think, yeah, I think the parents of their friends. I think early on Bella was put off by Billy because he was like telling her not to be friends with Edward through which Jacob, is which is shading like you'd be like pissed off. But she continues to be like really like short with him. She like shows that to be like, where's Jacob? And Billy would say something and she's like, and she'll go, mm, okay, but I'm going to see him anyway. So and like, like storms into the bedroom and then later him. it's like, never mind, I'm going to let him sleep. Instead of just listening to his dad and what his dad is saying is needed, which is rude. And the big strike against Bella in well, these chapters yeah. for me is how totally inappropriately she describes Emily's scarring. She is so mean to this woman who right away is friendly to her. Beats yeah. her, welcomes her in. Yeah. The other boys in Werewolves are so mean to her, and why is she here? Emily was just like, oh, hi, have a muffin. Yeah. She's nice. Yeah. And instead, Bella goes, who's this woman with her nasty scar on her face? Yeah, there's like a moment where it's fun banter, where um, Emily's like, I guess you're vampire girl, and Bella's like, I guess you're wolf girl, and they're like, ha, 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 we're, we're girls. But then she's like, Wait, can, but her is face that, is, is that gross. what girls are like? Yeah, girls are always like, I guess you're 
Um, Call of Duty girl, I guess you're Mario Kart girl. Ha 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 ha, girls. Classic girl stuff. I guess you're a uh, flute girl. Oh, I guess you're trumpet girl. <laughs> We're both girls. Do you see the common uh, thing? They're girls. Is this what a girl slumber <laughs> party is? I'm this. You're this. We're girls. Teehee. Yeah, I'm a fall. You're a winter. We're girls. Ha ha ha. <laughs> I'm Team Edward. I'm Team Jacob. We're both Twilight girls. Ha ha ha. I'm <laughs> discussing all of uh, just sort of uh, white feminism is i'm a girl you're a girl ha 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 <laughs> look we've cracked the code i get me on vh1 slash mtv's bro code or whatever and i'll yes. i'll tell you what it's like to talk to a girl okay yeah, yeah, yeah. you just gotta point out what kind of girl she is and she'll giggle i want red nail polish i want french tips ha 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so bella is not supporting the other woman uh, women in her life no at all She's really disgusted by um, Emmeline and Sam's like love for each other. It yeah. reminds her too much of her love. Yeah. Um, the moment that really, re- the moment that really got us mm-hmm. was when they were kissing um, Sam and Emily. Bella was like so shocked that he would kiss her. Yeah. Um, and she describes Emily as having a quote ruined mouth, which is just so because like half of her Bella. mouth like is scarred and like doesn't like have a motor function in the rest of her mouth. Does. Yeah. And so instead of saying like he kissed her on her ruined mouth, so mean. Bad. Bella? Bad. Bella just is bad. She's just rude. And I get that she's going through stuff. Um the, but well, that's no excuse to be straight up rude. The other rude mean thing that she did, this uh a couple episodes when Morgan was on, when it was just me and Morgan, mm-hmm. and I was defending Bella and Morgan, she was saying, like, eh, no, Bella's kind of leading Jacob along and it's really gross. And mm-hmm. I was defending Bella. Uh, Morgan was right in the end. Oh, yeah. Let's just read. We'll just read it word for word what's happening because it is damning for our girl, Biswa. She says, this made me brood over what Jared said about Jacob involving his girlfriend. I suppose that that was exactly what it looked like from the outside. As long as Jake and I knew how it really was, I shouldn't let those kinds of assumptions bother me. But his hand felt nice as it warmed mine, so I didn't protest. So basically. Jacob's friends called Bella his girlfriend. She didn't correct She doesn't them. say anything. And now they hold hands everywhere they go. He like holds her a lot in these chapters close to his chest. She's totally okay with it. Um, And then Mike asks her, are you dating that kid from La Push? And Bella says, not in the technical sense of the world, but I do spend most of my what? time with Jacob. Bella says, not in the technical sense of the word, but I do spend most of my time with Jacob. What an insane answer. Say no, Bella. Say no, we're just friends. She's like, he's my best friend. But like, don't start with not in the technical, not technically dating. He's my best friend. And then Mike's like, "Um, Bella, he's clearly in love with you. And she says, I know. Life's complicated. (laughs) What the fuck, What does that mean? Yeah, it's... Bella recognizes that people think that they're dating. Clearly, those her, Jacob's friends are saying that to Jacob. So Jacob kind of is like, oh, my friends all think we're dating. I'm not going to say anything, but we're, like, we're dating. We're holding hands. Mike, love that he showed up for just a moment. The only time I've ever agreed with Mike is when he's like, um, clearly he's in love with you and he thinks you're dating. And she's like, um, no, we had one conversation like a few weeks ago that left it kind of muddy. So I think that's enough. And now I spend all my time with him and he protects my life. So... 
I don't know. If I was Jacob, I would think we were dating. Yeah, I'd be like, we are not kissing, but like we're very We're intimate. on the way to this being like a and serious also, thing. Not that long ago, Bella said, I wish I, I can love you. Please let me love you. Yeah. So it's tricky. We're in a tricky zone. Yeah, it's like Bella life is complicated, but you know what can uncomplicate things? You being clear. A direct conversation with him. It's just like, she's just not being a very nice friend. Yeah, even at a base level, that's sad because I, I don't want Bella to, I don't want Bella to be harmed. I don't want Jacob to, and I, I just want everyone to, just to say it. Say yeah. what we need to do. Yeah. Clearly. Jacob is being upfront with his intentions by holding her hand and holding her. Very patient boy. And calling her honey all the honey. time. <laughs> no high schooler has ever called someone honey unless, I'm going to say it, they're like a young Republican. You know, they wear suits in high to school. school. Me and my um, friends had a lot of pet names for each other, like the gals. Mm-hmm. Um, so we called each other like Hun and Honey a lot. But I would say that if this boy who you know has a crush on you is calling you it, it's because he has a crush on you. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, let me let me backtrack this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, not a lot, not a great few chapters for Bella. Not Maybe a great, slaw. not a great chapters for jacob either because he's doing the thing that i hate about edward which is he has a temper jacob's anger is uh concerning is scary yeah. when it when it when it gets it's physical strength uh in a way that is scary oh hello my name is reginald aubrey your manners teacher do you know which hand to lift your tea glass with? Do you know which soaps to go for at the shop? Do you know how to greet your teacher at parent-teacher conferences? Yes, you, the child, even needs to have manners. I can teach you, Reginald Arbery, the ins and outs of how to be not rude, but have a great tood. Positive tood, that is. Come down to the old barn behind the Shake Shack. I'm back in there. There's lots of tablecloths for you to practice with. We just simply have to be home before the streetlights turn on or else Mummy will be mad at me. The name's Reginald. You can reach me at 1-800-MANNERS-1. One. one. That's Manners with a Z. One. Chip, chip, cheerio, and have the queen spank you on the way out. Now it's time to do the thing that we love to do. These awful things that we can't stop thinking about. I'm trying that out as a theme to the segment. Um, So this is when we talk about things that have really stuck with us from these chapters. Thanks for the exposition, Chris. Well, I couldn't have gotten that from the jingle. Okay, then I need to rework the jingle. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to the segment called Things I Can't Stop Thinking About. It's a thing that we do when we have a detail we want to talk about from the chapters unrelated to the broader discussion, but that we loved a lot or think is funny and weird. Did that one clear it up more? 
I'm just thinking, like, if this is someone's first time ever listening to our podcast, if they decide you picked the wrong episode, if, they if you've made episode, it this long and this is your first one, please go back. Go back and listen to like the like, third. I was going to say like midway through season one <laughs> is really when we uh, stop being terrified of the microphone. And now all I'm terrified of is this the text, uh, the text on the page. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm afraid of words. Like which words? Uh, wolf. Like wolf. Dark Black monster, lightning. Blood. When is the word lightning? Just in general, I'm scared of lightning. I'm scared of lightning. You're scared of lightning or the word lightning? Both. Now you're now you're flip flopping around like a regular old uh freaking fish. It is a Mitt Romney thing. Binders full of women. Flip flops. Honestly, funny vision. Give me some flip flops. Let me walk down the beach with a binder full of women, <laughs> just to inspire me. <laughs> Um, so the detail that I can't stop thinking about is Bella goes to Jacob's house and is like, I demand to see Jacob. She busts into his room and then he's fast asleep and is not going to wake up. So then she carefully leaves and is like, oh, you know what? I'm going to let him sleep. Funny. So she does this. She says, I think I'll give him some rest. Billy nodded. And then we gazed at each other for a minute. Let's let a minute pass. That's 10 seconds. Wow. I can't deal with it. She has all these questions in her head. And then she goes, I, I could see many questions for me in his dark eyes, but he didn't voice them either. Look, I said, breaking the loud silence. I'll be down at the beach for a while. When he makes up, tell him I'll be waiting for him. Okay. <laughs> so she recognizes they were sitting there looking at each other for much too long. And then finally just goes, I'm going to go. <laughs> So funny to me. This, uh, you know, like when you're in high school and you're like with a friend's parent or something for yeah. whatever reason, it's just you and them, like the, for whatever reason, yeah. you have nothing to talk about. You like went to watch your other, your friend's swim meet. So you're having to sit on the bleachers with their parents. Yeah. And like the parent was with like someone else, but like the one left. So that suddenly it's like, oh, maybe we should have small talk. Yeah. But then you just say one thing and then you're staring. But in this case, they're staring at each other. I love that. It's horrible. But uh, I thought it was so funny. Um, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, uh Chris, the thing I Chris Chris. I cannot mm-hmm. Chris, I cannot stop Chris, I cannot stop thinking about. Yeah. Um when Bella says, I thought the reason Embry had told me not to stare was because the girl was so beautiful. <laughs> Embry warns Bella not to stare at Emily ahead of time. Um really casually. Yeah, she's fine. like, hey, don't look at her. And Bella Walks in and is like, oh, shit. Embry told me not to stare because she is so So hot. Bella, again, proving once time and time again that this girl has an eye for the ladies. (laughs) Um, Which is funny because in an earlier episode, we were talking about how Quill and Embry give off uh, like boyfriendy vibes. Right. And now here he is knowing a lesbian when he sees one. He's like, Bella. Bella, don't. Bella, don't. Don't stare at this hot girl. Because, you know, you're supposed to be with Jacob. Because Sam gets so mad when you stare. (laughs) It was pretty good. That's it. That's it. There wasn't a lot to not stop thinking about because I can stop thinking about these three chapters. They were. If you can't tell this, these three chapters kind of broke us in a way. And some chapters break we say us. that every time. Oh, that's true. Some chapters break us because they're too crazy or they're full of mania. This mm. one broke us in that it was not full. 
with much of anything. A knot full. Yeah. Um, it was a knot. It was a knot full. full. That's like a like a nautical knot. Uh-huh. You know, like three knots. He's going three knots. Oh, that kind of knot. And it was a knot full. Oh, I see. So it got full fast. I'm excited for the or end of this book. Fast. <laughs> end of this book where What is the- a knot? <laughs> <laughs> is it like how many sharks a shark big is? How much sharks can a shark shark big if a big shark could a big shark? <laughs> On the end of this book, I know the vampires do, come do, back, do, do, and do, I do. simply cannot wait because the werewolves. I turns think we're out, less than a chapter away from Alice coming. Alice comes immediately when she jumps off the cliff. We're in the last. This is episode five um, of eight of this season, so we have the last three more, and then and then the movie. The movie can't wait. I hardly remember anything about the movie, so I remember Jacob taking his shirt off to dab blood oh, on her. Sidebar: Can't stop thinking about. Um, Jacob is shirtless in a scene where there was no mention of him taking it off, which then leads us to believe his shirt is always off now, which yeah. we see in the movies. Um, My sidebar not, can't stop thinking about is you sort of touched on it, but how hard Bella slams open his door when she thinks he's sleeping. <laughs> she smacks the door open like she's a SWAT and he team doesn't, leader. He doesn't move, so she then realizes how embarrassing it is for her. Creeps out of the room. Pretty funny. I think we should do the paywall again this week. Sure. I thank everyone who participated. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna do it again, and maybe for a slightly different cause. Um. It is now officially Pride Month, so consider Excellent. giving to um an organization that supports queer people. Mm-hmm. Um. Specifically, queer people of color. At mm-hmm. this time, people who are disproportionately affected by truly inequality across the board. Yeah. Um, there are some great uh, trans women of color bail funds and organizations that are out there. So we'll post some. Yeah. And um, maybe since we talked so much about the DSM, we can find some good mental health organizations <laughs> yeah. on a list. So um, we'll post those on our Instagram. If you don't follow us already, that's at Edward is a vampire pod. That's at sign E D W A R D I S V A M P I R E P O D. That's E as in Edward D as in Dward W as in Ward A as in Ard R as in Erd. D as in D. I as in is, S as in S, A as in A, V as in vampire, A as in empire, M as in empire, P as in pyre, I as in ire, R as in re, E as in silence. Ah. Uh, P is in pod, O is in odd, D is in d. That's at Edward is a vampire. Me! Our email is Edward is a vampire pod at gmail.com. That's E as in. No, I'm going home. Bye.